The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being with us today, and thank you for your ongoing participation with the intentional spirit. What we know is the truth of ourselves is that our spirituality, we are always living and expressing in spirit. The quest for each and every one of us is learn, learning how to do it with intention and with focus. Our guest today, David Matthew Brown, has discovered the joy in just that, as he is a speaker, an author heart trainer, and he also speaks at many of the New Thought churches throughout the country and other countries. I'm affirming for that as well for you, David. Welcome to our show today, and thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is a great, great opportunity. Thank you. We want to give a great shout-out to Steve Allen for actually introducing us uh, from one side of the United States to the other. Um, I give thanks to Steve for uh, bringing us together and uh, making yes. us aware of each other's work out in, in the world because, as, as we know, that, that really helps us as spirit to be intentional spirits is to have people that we can collaborate with, validate our work with one another, and keep reminding each other to keep the high watch. How did you become an intentional spirit, David? Do you have, um, like so many of us, a, a story that, you um, by detour discovered you, or have you always been a mystic? You know what? Like someone asked me this the other day in, in regards to you know ha- has this always been part of your path per se? Like mm-hmm. have you always had this wisdom? And I could point out different moments where that has expressed, even when I was younger to to now. But I, if if we're going to like kind of pinpoint a moment. The moment for me was I, I had been working in film and TV and commercials for about professionally for about 14 years, and I had a great, great livelihood and did a lot of theater and I did a lot of film, and what came about was I remember sitting at Agape International Spiritual Center that Reverend Michael is the founding minister of, and I was there with 
who would soon be my wife at the time, and a class came up, and I just remember when I saw the class come out, come up, here I was, if you would have looked at me from the outside, you would have went, wow, he's got everything. He's got a wonderful uh, fiancé, he's got a wonderful career, uh, he's very outgoing, but inside I just wasn't happy, and I, and I couldn't pinpoint why that was, like I, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what was going on, so I started taking classes, and then from there I became a practitioner at Agape, and that has always been kind of the practice that I've, I've been going with, and then the final breakdown for me happened <laughs> when I got divorced. <laughs> that was like, it was like getting hit in the stomach. I used to play soccer, so it would be like getting the wind knocked out of you. And what was interesting for me was I could handle everything up until that point, and for some reason when the divorce came, that was the final, that was the final thing. Everything left. Everything. Everything just went out the door, and I was literally on my knees in meditation, and that's when my book came about. Well, so that's, really, that's, that's really powerful. And for those of you that are not familiar with the term practitioner, someone that is trained um, and spends quite a lot of years, actually, in the training and development of holding that prayer uh, consciousness. It's, it's yes. a wonderful art and a, a great uh, practice uh, for people like David. So we're, we're talking about a um, kind of a fundamental, almost like a dark night of the soul experience where, you know, um, sometimes I've said it to myself throughout my own experiences, my world is falling apart as I have known it so that it is coming together in a new way and making itself known to me. Beautiful. Um, I love that. And is it, it, you know, and it's, I think that's the, the not so easy part for individuals to get is that, and we're looking today obviously at your sacred story, but in that a lot of people will come into uh, a positive way of looking at spirituality as an intentional spirit. Uh, they'll come into this path looking for a way of improvement. You know, I am where I am and then I want to go you know, just a little further and expand myself a little more. And then the next thing they know, they feel like they've been hit in the stomach, which was the term you used. And, or, you know, it's like I feel like the rug's been, you know, yanked out from under me or whatever. That breakthrough, you know, and, and really originally we showed up there seeking a breakthrough but we would like to have it and avoid the ache and the ooh that comes with it. <laughs> you know, exactly. we, we would yeah. really like just to be in a happy place and, you know, go through these changes. But yet in the part of our, our shifting our consciousness and expanding, it's like um, as yourself as an athlete, as myself as an athlete, I became better often because of the mistakes I made, not just the successes that I achieved. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, well, it's interesting because, I, you know, I speak on rotation at a couple of unity churches out here in Los Angeles. And one of the things that Jesus talked about when we look at the teachings of Jesus as a master teacher and the realized self is... Love, love yourself, love others. Essentially, you're walking in heaven right now and you're not aware of it. But one of the, the, 
the, one of the greatest things, lessons that he taught us was a simple one that has nothing to do with positive or negative, which he simply just said, watch, watch yourself. So that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're watching ourselves like an alchemist would because Jesus was the ultimate alchemist. An alchemist to me isn't changing, you know, um, into gold so much as it is being clear-minded. And with that clear-mindedness, you understand that the will of God is your will, and it's one. And you, you have that, that wonderful movement in your life of that teaching, and then you're able to live the teaching that Jesus was teaching, which is the, the Christ itself, that realized self, and take that out in the world and be the example. And, you know, you and I talked about this on, on my show, and I brought it up briefly when I was speaking at Unity on Sunday, is it's unfortunate that right now, and I'm just speaking from my experience, that right now um, is not good enough for a lot of people. Being here right now isn't good. Even if you are uh, on a spiritual path, even if you are doing your meditation and prayer work, what I notice is that a lot of people always want the next thing, always want the bigger thing. And right here, if the if our process is, is moving us correctly, it is dropping away all the stuff that is clouding or veiling that which is present now. And, you know, I just had a wonderful talk with someone last night who was, came to me and they, it, it wasn't a, a client or anything, just a friend called me up and we were talking and they were talking to me about um, feeling like they had this poverty consciousness. Someone that I know that had been kind of praying for the consciousness of abundance. And I, I didn't really quite understand it because I felt like there was no poverty consciousness. And as we sat with it, what she began to see was that she had everything right here already. That there was, it was just the mind wanting to take her out of the presence and make the suggestion or make an idea or a concept that right now is not enough. And it's such a simple way of living that Jesus presented to each of us. And yet we still like to be the part of Peter, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's really, that's really good. And, and you're so right. So I think especially the, those of us that grew up as, um, you know, feeling that, uh, sacred wound and many of us brought it into this incarnation you know there's no doubt about it those old souls that we are we've we brought some of that stuff in and then had that just kind of mirrored back to us in our family of origin you know our physical birth uh in addition to our spiritual birth and because of that hole or that john bradshaw would call that the hole in the soul it, it appears that you're right. There's that driver, you know, the other driver that's working on that unconscious level of it's not enough. You know, I'm still needing to prove myself. It's, it's not enough. I mean, we see that a lot in, you know, gay communities, uh, African-American communities where people have been stereotyped and or that is what's so, you know, and yet there's a label. But there's also some awareness for that of when is it enough and and when do we just get to be? I see that a lot in recovery too. Uh, 
of often people just aren't aware that it's you can be happy now. You know, not waiting for the shoe to drop, not waiting for, you know, something to to occur. What is the uh, work that you do, not that you can carry us through a process, but I like the words heart trainer, and I've not seen that used before. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, I, the work that I, I do is gearing you towards your heart, which is alchemizing your life back into the heart. So it's allowing the, the client and I to work as one. So we work together in order for them to live from the heart-mind connector, not a mind-heart connector. And when you live from your heart, your heart mag- magnetizes or is energetically at 5,000 times stronger mm-hmm. than your brain. And we've been conditioned, most of us, uh, in, a, in a space where you, in your mind, you're creating problems and solving problems, creating problems and solving problems in your mind. And my work, my work is so the client is able to watch the mind bring their attention into their heart. For example, some listeners right now that are listening to this show may in fact be feeling anxious or stuck in the worried mind. Right, there's that wonderful Iranian mystic who said, don't worry, be happy, and then they turned into a song here in America. Yeah. So that worried mind is actually celebrated in our culture through commercials, through ads, through all sorts of stuff. In fact, it needs you to feel that worry, to be in that worried state all the time in order to buy product. And that same worried space is the same space that we've been talking about, which is not enough, that needs more, that needs to run to the past or the future, and it still needs just a little bit to figure out before it can actually be let go of the prison. So some of your listeners may be in that space, I'm not sure. So if right now, right where they are, as they're listening to the show, you can do this any time in your day, just simply breathe into your heart, breathe out of your heart, breathe into your heart, and breathe out of your heart, Continuously, rhythmically, no counting, no trying to figure it out. Just breathe in your heart and out of your heart. And you'll notice that literally after one minute or two, you're out of your mind. And that peaceful place that you glimpse when that happens is the natural state in which all of nature exists. And that's the will of God, that that presence, that, that acknowledgement that Jesus is talking about in the Our Father, which is the acknowledgement that, look it, Father, I'm already in heaven, and I keep forgetting. But I forget by trespassing against myself. I forget by trespassing against others. So simply just allow me to forgive that today. Everything in the Our Father is based on just right now. It's based on just today. And sometimes in our work and in our process, in our lives, since we're not present with today, and when we affirm, do our affirmative prayer work and meditation work, all that is taking place in one space now. 
So my process with working with people is out here in Los Angeles, as you know, we have a lot of heart tra- I mean, a lot of physical trainers that deal with the body. So a lot of people find the body very impressive. And that's okay. But my work is in heart training, allowing you to practice in your heart, to listen to your intuition, to tap into the subtleness of that soft voice, which is with you now, which has never left you. That you begin to lead and walk a heart-centered life. And my final thing, because I know we're going to be breaking soon, is by tapping into your heart and having a still mind, the still mind works like a dream catcher. So when your mind is still, it's like a net, and it's completely still. That way, when the heart gets inspired and God's idea moves through your heart, because at that moment it says, you're responsible with this idea I'm sending you, and I need you to take action on it. It shoots it to the mind, who uses the thoughts to manifest it in physical form. But most people, living from a mind-heart connection, when the inspiration comes, they override it with beliefs and nonsense and overthinking, I can't do it, I'm not good enough. But inspiration only comes from the whole self. It doesn't come from an incomplete self. So the work that I that I evolving with and evolving with my clients is the practice of heart training, which is moment by moment. I love that. You know, I just hear so much about change your thinking, change your life, and there is a a, a, a portion of that 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 can be effective, and yet with, without the heart, I'm, and I love that teaching. Now, I want to reiterate that because it's so great. Your heart attracts, has 5,000 times the power of attraction. We're listening today to David Matthew Brown. You can go on his website, dmatthewbrown.com, and find out more about him and his information and be part of his work that he's doing in the world. I want to thank all of you for visiting us at unitycampus.org and participating and also really welcome those comments about shows that you'd like to hear more about. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you, everyone. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Jenny is looking for an adventure. I love new cities, the culture, the architecture, the food. Joy prefers a little R&R. Just give me a book and cozy chair along the ocean, and maybe a massage or spa treatment. Both are spiritually minded. The cave temples in Sri Lanka sound amazing. What a life-changing experience. Studying Eastern spirituality, going right to the source, it's the journey of a lifetime. 
Both Jenny and Joy will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th to May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spirit of the east. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we are having this wonderful conversation with a heart trainer, a speaker, author, uh, Intentional Spirit, David Matthew Brown. David, uh, your book is doing great um, with Amazon.com. Tell us a little bit about the book and uh, what we're going to find when we order it and how did <laughs> well, it come about? I, I mean, um, well, were you excited to write a book or you just kind of, how did you know it happen? I, I, it came about in the process that I mentioned in our first segment about the moment where I was on my knees and I was in my meditation work. And in, in my meditation work, my mind went completely clear. And in that clear space, this thought came up and the thought was, what is light? Let me preface, because normally when a thought like that comes up, the mind at the time would have gotten involved. Like it would have been like, oh, I don't know what light is. I should go Google it. I should sit with it. I should pray on it. I should do <laughs> all these kind of shoulds and obligations to the thought. And what, when the thought came forward, what is light, I just allowed, allowed it to just come forward and kind of leave, and then it came back, and then it would leave and come back. Then all of a sudden, this energy just came, this action. And I went to my computer, and I typed out, the last chapter of the book called The Origins of Light. And then from there was a process of about two to three months of just waves of chapters flowing out of me. The book itself, the book of light, the heart opening, is the story of all of us. It's almost like a retelling. The last chapter is a retelling of who we actually are and that we are light. And it starts off, the opening part of the book actually says, there is only light, there is nothing else. 
and then it, it breaks down for you all the ways in which the light is obstructed, or we think it's obstructed. Now, the book is different compared to other books because sometimes in the self-help market or the spiritual market, we like to give people tools and techniques, which are fine, like five steps to happiness or four steps to peace or whatever it is. This is not that book. The book itself is the tool. It's a 66-page book, and it's a contemplative soul-to-soul journey. So your mind after the first read, we'll be frustrated with me. We'll probably throw the book against the wall. Uh, We'll be angry, which is good. The second time you read it, it will make sense to you beyond your mind. So the book works in two ways. When you read it, there's a linear story going on. And at the same time, there's the abstract going on from spirit. So both your left hemisphere and right hemisphere are, are in oneness when you read the book. That's the best way I can describe it. So you can, your, your listeners can literally get the book, and they don't even have to read the whole book. They could open up the book and contemplate a sentence. The, the way it's written, it looks like almost like the Bible in some way. It, it has like a one next to it and then a couple senses, then a two, then a couple senses, but it's still telling a story. So the final chapter of the book is your destination of the end of the great work for you, where, where you are the master of light, where you are the master itself within, that you've mastered who you are, which is our job here on this planet to become that, that inner light which is already present. And in order to have that inner light come forward, we have to then understand who we are, awareness. So this book is a gentle guide back into your heart. And I remember when I finished it, and it was such a small book. It was 66 pages. And I was like, no way. Like, this is a book, and it is a book, and it's a gift, and it feels like a gift just from God to all of us, if I'm going to be honest about it. Because when I talk about the book, or I'm interviewed about the book, it it is just like I received a gift, and I could tell you about the gift, but it's not my gift. Like, it, it, it was through me, worked with me, and it's out there finding its way through all sorts of people, and it's wonderful to receive, as you know, probably in your work we've talked about this, to receive emails from people in Belgium that the book has really changed their life or Australia or the UK or Canada or America and to have people when I speak now, they're like, hey, you know what, I bought my teenager your book and they didn't get it at first and now they just love it. So it, it gets you out of your mind uh, it, and it puts you right back where you belong. Right? Isn't that a song, The Place Where You Belong? <laughs> I, I, if not, it, it could be one. You know, I can see it coming on. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see it coming on. Do you do that too? Do you sing songs um, so much throughout the course of the day? Uh, yeah, I, I sing. Now, can I sing professionally or put it on a recording? Probably not, but yeah, I sing everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's what I say is, you know, proof of anyone having um, solid self-esteem because I'm the same way. I I sing often. Yet it's not one of my um, natural born gifts. 
<laughs> but, but I'm so willing to do it anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah there Still was when I was, put myself out there. When I uh, when I was younger, I was an altar boy in Catholic school, and I remember some of there would be parts in the service where some of the priests would have to sing. And there was one priest in particular, and all of us altar boys used to be like, "Oh no, please," because. His voice, he tried, man, he tried, but it was like, oh, no, (laughs) but it was great. (laughs) You were willing, you know, you were absolutely uh, willing, and that's what counts. Well, you know, I love all the work around the heart and the energy of that, And, and that was another reason I was just so drawn to you, because I love the work that you're doing. And I work a lot with the archetypes, you know, being in um, shamanic work and working with yes. people energetically. Uh, when we look at those heart archetypes, the teacher, the warrior, the healer, and the visionary, there's so much to that. And it just uh, has really helped me, you know, in my, in my work, understand when I'm into my, my healthy part of myself or when my shadow is wanting to do the vote, you know, or do the claiming. Yeah. And um, it just really has helped me a lot, understanding when when music is helpful or when drumming is helpful or dancing is helpful or whatever, you know, that particular thing may be that kind of helps get me back in, in balance. So it's such powerful work. And you must see that a lot in the people that you counsel. Once they start getting into the heart space, that's when a lot of their magic of life begins to happen. Yeah, and you, you know what, again, and this keeps popping in my head, so it's fascinating. But with the Our Father, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. So it's already done. It's already done. Now, whether it's done for you in this lifetime or it's done with you right before you actually pass away in this physical body, However it is that you would like to just, you know, go through that process, it, it, it is done for you. So our, our job now is in learning, and as we learn, we remember, So, which is what you're talking about with the archetypes. As we learn about the archetypes, we're remembering, oh, yeah, it's in here all. Oh, yeah, and you're starting to have, like, insights. Yes, and the work that I do is fascinating because most of my clients are women. So as you, as in, in the work tapping into the heart, what I love, and this is what I love about meditation as well, and affirmative prayer, and when it's mentioned in the Bible about going to the right side. You know, that's all creative. Spirit is creative. Your heart is creating. It's, it's part of the essence of the, the creator itself, that cosmic heart, that that connector, and we're not meant to think and dwell on yesterday, even if it was like two minutes ago, mm-hmm. or think and dwell on tomorrow, because it's already done. So all we have to do is imagine, and imagine from the heart, like that John Lennon song, you know, such a beautiful song, you know, imagine. And we're here to imagine from our heart space the life that already is. And, and walk it. And so, yeah, the, the, to work from your heart, to move from your heart, is a glorious, loving, energetic, natural space to be. And we're in a world 
which is fascinating to me because when you go to unity, let's say that we go to your your church, and we're at your church. Now, your church, as a unity church, is telling us about this world that is that is infinite, that is life-giving, that is affirmative, that is vast, that is miraculous, correct? Absolutely. Our, our spiritual we, community, yes. Uh-huh. And then we turn on the TV and we're told about this world that is limited, not enough, and that we're lacking, and that it's dire, and there's apocalyptic nature, and countries want to fire missiles at us, and the world's ending, and there is no hope, and there's no chance of hope, and oh yeah, and then every once in a while someone's feeding a poor person, so let's talk about that. So we have, it looks like these two worlds, and yet we're walking in heaven at the same time. And so to come to your, your, your church, to come to a unity church, to come here to Unity FM, which brings on such dynamic speakers and guests and really speaks to the process of remembering that we are connected, that we are learning to remember that we are one in unity, that there is a multidimensional universe that we are part of, is so amazing. And the heart knows that. That's what the gift is. (laughs) That's so, it's so powerful in that way. And that's why I feel like our spiritual community work is so, is so significant, you know, uh, because we, we have such a slight view of the world with news, you know, Uh, we're just getting a glimpse of it and very little good news is ever reported and so our work is just so significant in how we keep that balance. And part of it exactly. so much, don't you think, is just there are, it's that old traditional way of people wanting someone else to just come in uh, on the white horse or with the white jacket or with the white stole and have their answers for them. You know, they, they will listen to anything, even if it's not true, just so they can be conveniently told what to do. And that's one reason that often our new thought communities are not, you know, filled with the millions of people is because it's a self-responsibility. It's a co-creating. We can offer tools, but we're not able to build your inner house for you. And a lot of times that's just way too much more than at the particular moment uh, people are willing to do is that. And I'm so grateful for the work that we're, you know, that we are doing and that the people that do want to become responsible and claim their actions and their consequences and utilize the simplicity of a natural law that's been in effect since we have in humanity cause and effect of people that really are on it, you just see them catapult to new heights beyond their wildest imagination. And that's why I keep doing, you know, what I do in the world is introducing people to principles that if they use them, they they really work. Yeah, and you know what? what's fascinating listening to you is when you're talking about community, community is communion. Communion mm-hmm. is 
you bring your communion to the altar, which is your heart. And we bring something to the altar to alter it. Right? Mm. And each of us have temples on the left and right side of our head. And our job is to close our eyes and go within our temple and rest on the altar and drop the head down to the heart to commune with our nature, which is love. And when we forget that, we have wonderful, simplistic, affirmational prayers that we can use, like the Our Father, or an affirmative prayer about the truth, or we meditate, or we go out in nature and we walk, or like you brought up, we do yoga, or we do movement, or we hike, or we dance, or we play drums. We do all this because we commune with what already is here now, which is heaven itself. Right. And when you're talking about the news, the news works in the way that your mind works. Your, your mind shows you a skewed sense of what could be happening. And it always seems to show you the skewed sense of us against them. And what's fascinating is as the person, individual, which means undivided, begins to awaken, they begin to not watch TV anymore. They begin to let go of entertainment that brings their their energy down. They begin to become aware of where they place their energy and where they go with it. So it's, it is a glorious path, and it, the heart is amazing. It really is. And speaking of amazing, um, our time together is just that. I want to thank all of you for your continuous contributions to Unity Online Radio, which support the work in us reaching people across the globe with new ways of thinking or perhaps solidified ways of thinking. And often sometimes it's not that they're new because we're kind of just sharing words of tradition that have been in existence since the beginning of time, and yet we can hear it or see it in a new way. Definitely want to thank you for that, and thank you for your participation and watching us and our messages that are also featured across the world on unitycampus.org. We'll be right back with David Matthew Brown. You can go to his website, dmatthewbrown.com. We will be right back in a moment. Thank you so much. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Oprah 
Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So here we are on this wonderful journey that we call life as intentional spirits. And um, as many great uh, masters and teachers say all the time, it's, it's not so much setting it right as it is seeing it right. And as a seeing and being intentional spirit, we begin to understand the depth of, of just life. And David, I know that you meet people also from all walks of life and it's so nice sometimes just to celebrate when I share with people about healing that healing doesn't always mean something about you is broken or something is wrong with you. It can be just embracing what is so right about you, you know, seeing it right and seeing who you are. And 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 when you are able to do that, as you referenced to earlier, you truly are able to just enjoy the journey right now. There's really nothing else that needs to happen. Yes. I love that. Yeah, and you know what's, what's also fun, too, is not only working with people and individuals, groups, you know, little, little groups, big groups, doesn't really matter, is to just rest in right here, even when you are going through whatever you're going through. Because... By recognizing where you're at and what's actually happen, happening right now, it actually helps you along in the process because most of the time we don't want to be in our pain. We don't want to be in struggle because we read these great mystics or mystical spiritual leaders or books, and they're always in the absolute. And so we don't really feel like we can, like our struggle is part of it or that you know, it, it reminds me of giving birth. You know, when you when you give birth, when I watched my wife give birth to our daughter, it, it's an amazing process, but it's also a process filled with a lot of emotion and laughter and frustration and, and I can't and I can and I can't, uh, no and yes and all of it. And yet what happens? You birth a beautiful baby. And it's the same thing in, in our work is that you and I have the opportunity, which always amazes me, and I, I just feel so blessed and fortunate by it, to watch people get who they are. 
and see it unfold in front of us, like watching a great ballet or a great opera or a great symphony that I can't describe what I'm watching because it's beyond words, but it's happening and it's amazing. And, you know, it really is a gift. Mm. I love that. And it does just make such a significant difference when you come from that that centering of, of your heart place. Um, and it's just when people say, well, they're not feeling like they're able to demonstrate or, or manifest. When they're coming from their heart, it's immediate. It's almost immediate. Yeah. Yeah, we get caught. Yeah, we get caught up a lot in manifesting or making something happen, or and we kind of neglect what already is. Like we neglect that our body works without us getting in the way of it. We neglect that we have a breath that is constantly breathing us without us thinking about it. You know, we neglect that we have sight, or that we could walk, or that we can run, or that we could use our hands, or we neglect that. Today, the sun came out without us doing anything. We neglect that the flowers around us are blossoming without us getting in the way of it. So there's a lot of stuff happening in our life without us doing anything. And the same is the same truth about you and I. Once we get out of the way of it and stop trying to figure out what we're doing wrong or what we're doing right and put meaning on everything... Then we're able to see the beauty and the magic and the miracle that is unfolding right now as each of our lives is being breathed and the breath as one is unfolding within us and around us. It's, it's amazing. It really is. And it's amazing beyond the label because our truth happens before the label comes. I love the I love in my book one of the things that I mention is uh, or that is mentioned is the rose. And here the rose is, and the rose gives its scent to everybody. It, it gives its love to everybody. Someone could be having a bad day and they could smell the rose. Someone could be having a good day and they could smell the rose. Whether it's good or bad in the mind of that person, that rose does not care. It freely gives and receives. And that's, that's what we do when we live in, in our heart is we have the power to freely give. I mean, if the case is that in your own experience, because I bring this up as well, don't listen to the speaker, question everything that I'm saying until it's the truth for you. And if what I'm saying doesn't make any sense to you, wonderful. But here we are in the space of unconditional love, all love. The only thing we have to do is give it. And receive it. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Give it and receive it, and that enough is abundance. You know, I, I heard a wonderful unity story years and years ago of a woman that called the unity prayer line, and she had three kids, and a check was late, and she called the site up and she said, "Look, it. I don't. I don't have any money. I have to feed my children." And this check that I'm expecting isn't going to be here for a couple of days. What can I do? And the lady on the other line said to her, she said, well, what do you have to give? And she said, well, I have this beautiful garden. And she said, okay, well, why don't you give your roses? Why don't you give your flowers to someone? And so she did that. 
And a couple hours later, her dad came to the door and gave her a check of like 80 bucks or something. And she was able to go buy food for her family. And then the check that she was expecting to come two days later came the next day. So sometimes we believe that we don't, we don't have it to give it. But let's take that out of money and stop putting the, the reference on that money is our God. And let's put it back on God. God is the cause. And if God is the cause and God is all loving, then all we have to do is give what God is giving us, which is natural, which is love. Give your plants. Clean out your house. Give your books away. Give your clothes away that you haven't worn for three or four years. Clean your house up. Give it away. And it will amply come back to you. You know, in my um, teaching classes of prosperity, you'll enjoy this one, especially like in 4T, I um, I ask the class, I say, how many of you are hesitant about emptying your trash can because you're afraid that it won't fill up again? <laughs> and they, awesome. they look at me like, that girl, she bumped her head. And I say, yeah. no, seriously. And I pull out a trash can, you know, right in front of them as a prop. And I say... How many of you say to your partner, your wife, or your husband, oh, please don't empty it. I don't know if we'll ever have any more trash come and fill it up again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And isn't it amazing that you can keep it up to the top, even let it, you know, hang out, you know, and fill it as high as you can. And the moment you fill it and, and you empty that container, the next thing you know, it almost fills almost about halfway full again. And the container theory is the same way as the containment of a bank account works. It's the same idea. You have something in it, you release it, something fills back in its place. And yet the energy that we hold about those two things are immensely different uh, more often than not. And it just really shocks people. But it kind of gives them a different window to kind of, you know, to look at something about the values and how we hold things in our stuck places, especially about finances, because when we hold on to it, we're resisting and we're occupying this belief that more may not be coming. Yeah. Beautiful. I kind of thought you would like that. I love it, I, and, I, I love, and I'm going to use that. <laughs> you just take it on. Take it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's great. You know, when you watch a basketball player, like when I was growing up, I I had the opportunity to bat boy for the San Francisco Giants when I was a kid for a couple of games. And you show up to the ballpark and you watch these baseball players and before the game, they're, they're practicing batting. Before their game, they're practicing catching the ball and throwing it. And it's all before the game. Then the game starts and they hit the ball, and they catch the ball, and to have the best batting average in baseball is to be to hit the ball 30% of the time. So that means the other 70%, you're either getting out, striking out, like you're not getting on base. And we glorify that like in sports, and then when it comes to our life, we just put ourselves down. So making mistakes, being in that imperfect place, Falling down, learning, is all part of it. It's all part of it, and it's okay. 
you don't have to always try to be absolute or be perfect because that's not what the teachings have been telling us and that's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus took on 12 men and I believe Mary Magdalene and he worked with them. And he said, listen, I know that you're fishermen and you're businessmen. And the apostles are like, hey, dude, look at, we don't know what the heck we're doing. What if we go to a place and someone doesn't like us? And he goes, it's okay, just wipe the dirt off of you and keep walking. He didn't say, beat yourselves up because you're not doing God's work and you're awful. <laughs> he just said, listen, it happened. You know, some people aren't going to like what you have to say. That's okay. Other people are going to like what you have to say. That's okay. So just keep walking. You're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're okay now. I love that. I love that. As, as we remind ourselves, in order to walk on water, you first got to get out of the boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to get out of the boat. Well, David Matthew Brown, I'm very grateful that you've gotten out of the boat. I'm, I'm glad that... Not that you've had those moments of breakthroughs in your life, but yet you walk through them in order that you become this this teacher that's offering these concepts and a heart training idea to individuals in order that they may be a better or more focused intentional spirit. I really want to thank you for being on our show today and being with us. To remind everyone, you can go to D. Matthew Brown, as for David, dmatthewbrown.com or amazon.com to uh, purchase David's book and to read more about him and read the reviews on there. They're actually uh, really good. The Book of Light, The Heart Opening. David, thanks again for being on our show and thank you everyone for your participation with our show. Continue to live through this amazing mystery that, that we call life and welcome everything. That's the key. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. When you truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks, so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real.
Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurray. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now in the silence to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Stop feeding your problems by calling them problems. Whether you have issues with weight, finances, relationships, or any other area of your life, your perception that you have a problem is the most significant roadblock to transforming your life. Join renowned author and transformational coach Freeman Michaels live every Monday at 4 p.m. Central for his remarkable new show, It's Not a Problem, It's a Pattern. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Horsemen of the Apocalypse, Armageddon, the Lake of Fire, and then the choir of angels singing as Jesus emerges from the clouds. Ah, the book of Revelation. Are we really destined to the gloom and doom presented in the final book of the Bible? Or is it possible that within Revelation lies a spiritual guide to the human experience? Listen to this special series as Rev. Ed Townley, the author of Kingdom Come, and Rev. Ellen Debenport, author of The Five Principles, contemplate the truth about the book of Revelation. These colleagues and longtime friends discuss the convoluted symbolism of Revelation because Rev. Ed insists in his new book about Revelation that it's actually filled with positive reinforcement and helpful guidance. The book of Revelation, an apocalyptic end-of-the-world prophecy, or a personal, practical guide to spiritual growth. Listen in to find out. This series begins Tuesday, April 16th at 6 p.m. Central Time. Kingdom Come, a journey through the book of Revelation, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.